What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Isaac. And this is your boy, Bryce. And we are Brothers on Tennis. And guess what, y'all? It is the first week of grass. We had a tournament last week. We've got a tournament going on this week. And I am absolutely excited. Bryce, how you feel about that grass court? I'm feeling good. And I'm glad you clarified that we are playing on grass this week. That's what grass season <laughs> means for us. So, uh, Yeah, this ain't no 420 stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're not out here promoting uh, 420. But, um, yeah, it's a transition, and it's a major transition uh, from clay courts to grass courts. And I think you're going to see some really different type of matchups match with players on this surface than we saw the last couple of months. Absolutely agree with that. And I mean, we've had some tournaments, actually there were four tournaments that we that were held last week. And uh, I mean, there was some really outstanding tennis. Um, even though they weren't the, your top level uh, tournaments, they were I think 250s, but still really, really great matches. So we had Nottingham, Stuttgart, and we had this Labima Hagenbosch, and I know I'm saying that completely wrong. Uh, but four really great tournaments for the men and the women. And just really quickly, Bryce, I just want to go through at a high level uh, the two women's tournaments and just get your thoughts on, on the finals and who actually won. Um, so we had the, the first tournament being the Labima uh, Hagenbosch, and the finals was Kiki Burton versus Allison Risk. And let me tell you, I initially thought this was going to be a runaway. Kiki got up there and was like, Allison, you look hungry. So I need to give you this bagel. <laughs> right? I mean, she was like, baby, I need you just look like you are just you just need some food. So I need to help you out. And she served that girl up that six love set. And I, I just was like, oh, my goodness. Kiki Burton is about to run away with this. But you know what? Kudos, Allison Riss. I'll let you jump in on there, bro. What, how'd you feel? Well, you know, I felt the same way. But the interesting thing was my feelings quickly changed at the beginning of the second set because I don't know if you remember, Kiki called the trainer. That's and right. And she had kind of, I think she hurt her lower left leg, maybe. And, right. and maybe had even gone off the court. For, I think she did for a good period of time. So That's right. after she served up that bagel... It looked like for a minute, like she wouldn't even be able to finish the match. So, number one, I give props to Kiki for actually coming back and completing the match. But I think Allison Risk was like, you know what? You got to have two good legs to beat me. And, <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to make sure that you get your run on um, for these next yes. two sets. And, and you know, because Kiki Burton's is a great competitor. And yes. to still pull that out, 7-6, 7-5, and the second and third sets was a really good result for Allison with Risk. I, and I agree with that. And, and you really have to give so much kudos to Kiki because, mind you, Bryce, she had five championship points in that match. Five. She did. So she, did. so she was close. Even on a hobbled leg, she was so close to winning. I mean, 
Kiki good on you. I mean, I was still kind of wondering the reason why you were playing, because again, you did have to pull out of the French Open with an injury. But at the same time, for you to be able to bounce back, go on a different surface, make it to the final and have five championship points, you know what, good on you. Good for staying in there, like Bryce said, and, and just really good on you for, for finishing the match. But yeah, you're right. Allison was like, nah, sister, you're going to have to have two good legs if you're going to try and take this championship. <laughs> that is what she said. <laughs> right? And that's exactly what she did. So she took that title. And, and so from, from us to Allison Risk, congratulations, Allison, on another title representing for America. You do your thing. That's what I'm talking about. Bryce, any closing thoughts on that one? No, no. Uh, very good on Allison Risk. And we hope that she has a very, very good grass court season. Absolutely. And then we jump over to Nottingham. So that final was Donna Vekic against Caroline Garcia. Now, a couple of really interesting things here. So Caroline actually had to play her semi on the same day as the final because of all of the rain. So she had to actually play early in the day, take a break, and then come back and play the final. So that's always tough on a player. And then you've got Donna Vekic, who, I, and I just have to comment on this semifinal. So she's playing Tatiana Maria Bryce. And apparently, at 5-all, I don't know what happened, but she got broke, and Tatiana took that set, 7-5. And Donna Becker sat in her chair, and she was like, Heffa, no, you didn't steal this set from me. And I tell you what, she went in that bag, Bryce. She pulled out that jar of Vaseline. She started taking off them earrings. <laughs> and she was like, you know what? It's on right now, Heffa. It's on. Oh, Bryce. Bryce, tell the score. Just tell the score. What was the two scores? Well, let's just say this. <laughs> Maria did not need to go out to eat after that match because she <laughs> she got fed two bagels in that second and third set. Six love, six Ooh. love. I don't know how Ooh. you win a set and then you can't win another game. And, and I don't think Bryce. I heard that she was injured. <laughs> no, she was not. No, no injury. No, no. She just was malnutrition. <laughs> That's what that was. She was like, "Woo, I'm hungry. I just need some food. And Donna Beckles was like, I will oblige you. I will do it. Which, <laughs> so, which was surprising to me because generally, and I may have to change my perspective on this, but uh -huh. I think I watched a lot of Donna's matches earlier in her career. And right. I basically regarded her game as being somewhat soft. But right. it looks like she's had some pretty decent results. So for me to hear that Donna Vekic gave anybody two bagels under any circumstance <laughs> uh, was a big surprise to me. So, but, but good on her. Exactly. Good on you, Donna Vekic. So she put them bagels on Maria and then got up in that final. And I tell you what, Bryce, that was a great final. I mean, she came out the gates and she was like, Caroline, anybody scared of you? And she gave her that whole biscuit with six teeth. <laughs> she was like, Am I scared of you? And then, but I tell you what, kudos to Caroline Garcia. She was like, Wait a minute, wait a minute, sister, you ain't got this. And she came back and took that championship, 7 6, 7 6. I mean, that's some good tennis right there, Bryce. What, I mean, talk, talk to me about how you felt about that match. Well, this is where I felt a little sorry for Donna. And I think she even cried in the championship award ceremony. She was up 
this match was hers to win, and it was really a matter of a couple of points here and there. And she, you know, Carolina Garcia just ended up getting the breaks. And um, just a very good final to watch, but it was a very kind of emotional final to watch as well. So as happy as right. many people probably were to see Garcia win, it was a tough loss to, to see Vekic take. Yeah, I, and I agree with that. I just, it's it's so tough when you fight so hard. And like I said, when you're giving someone a double bagel, you are pretty, pretty on top of your game, especially in the, on the, you know, on the professional tour. It is unheard of to give someone a double bagel. So she had to be confident and she came in, played a great first set, but unfortunately Caroline just took it from her. And so once again, kudos to Caroline Garcia for getting that championship. I mean, just, just way to go. Really, really nice work. And Donna, hey, no reason to hang your head. You did your thing. Keep it up. Keep it up. Because, uh, you know, you and Stan, y'all bouncing back. Remember we talked about the couples. That's another right? couple out there. Yes, sir. So so and, just keep it up. Go ahead, Bryce. And Stan, you're talking about Stan Varvinko, right? That's exactly right. Mr. Stan, Stanimals. So Stan Varvinko and Donna Vekic have been a couple for what? A couple, two, maybe three years now? Oh, yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. So they've, they've been doing their thing, and uh, there was a little bit of controversy about that, but we won't go into that. But uh, they, they, they've been together for a while now, and, uh, hey, hopefully they're helping one another out as it relates to their results. So good job, Donna Vekic. All right. All right. And then we had the men. So we had the men over in Stuttgart as well as the Hagenbosch. So I guess the Hagenbosch had both men and women. And uh, basically, the title for the Hagenbosch went to um, Adrian Manorino. Uh, he ended up beating um, uh, Jordan Thompson from Australia, 7-6, 6-3. And what was really cool about that championship was there was going to be a first-time winner as it relates to uh, the, uh, 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 that particular title. So neither one of them had, had won an ATP title before. So that also brought another level of interest, at least for me, into that match. So, well, and you know, and you know yeah. what, Isaac? What really surprised me was hearing that Manorino had never won a title before. I was very Isn't surprised that something? by that. He's been Same around here. He's about thirty, right? I think he's 30 yeah, he's thirty. And he's been a good player. And I would have thought that one of these, you know, Tanzania tournaments or one of those, he would have won. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of those right. throughout the years. So. I've always kind of liked his game because it's kind of quirky and kind of odd and very flat and all that. But he, uh, good for him. But let me just jump in on this real quick. The big yes, surprise please. for me in this tournament was, and our listeners may remember, last week I predicted that CC Pass would win this tournament. And yes, sir. He actually went out in the second round to Nicholas Jerry. And I was very surprised by that. It was a tough three-set match. Uh, Pass lost 6-4 in the third. But I really thought he was going to run away with this tournament. Right. And I tell you what, though, Bryce. Jerry is someone that's sort of been on the radar. I mean, he's one of those up-and-coming guys. And, uh, but he, in my opinion, just really hasn't delivered. I mean, even if you, if you remember Labor Cup, he was actually on one of the teams at Labor Cup maybe uh, two years ago. So, you know, that kind of talked about his potential. 
uh, but really didn't have the results. But he seems to be kind of finding his game now. So he's one of those guys that, you know, he can he can score an upset here or there. So depends on him get, gaining some consistency as to, you know, and, and then hopefully he can build his game and start getting up in the rankings a little bit. But he's definitely dangerous, that's for sure. And so that our listeners understand, on each Labor Cup team that they pick each year, they have one player that's designated to basically like pick up everybody's sweatsuits when they're practicing. <laughs> and so that is the role that Jari had on the team. I just wanted to be clear. He knew he wasn't going to get no playing time. <laughs> I just wanted everybody to understand the exact role he had on the squad. You know, that is a very, very fair thing to say. Very fair statement. But he did make the squad, so kudos to him. Hopefully he learned something, and like I said, hopefully he'll be building his game up. So I have to say that was a nice win for him against Pass. But, but yeah, he, he, Pass was definitely the favorite uh, when that draw came out for that tournament. So a little surprising that he couldn't get it done, but eh, at the same time, he's still playing some really great tennis, so nothing to, nothing to hang his head about, that's for sure. So, um, so yes, so kudos to Mr. Manorino for getting his first title at age 30. Frenchman, very nice on you, sir. Yes. Yeah. All right. And then we have Stuttgart. And uh, that was the tournament where my boy, our boy, FAA, Felix Ajay Aliassim, was in the, in, the, in the battle and in the throws. He made it to the championship. And he was uh, basically going against uh, Berrettini. And Berrettini is the up-and-coming Italian player. And I tell you what, man, that Berrettini is fierce. He 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 is no joke. Berrettini looks him, good. He looks really good. I really like his game, but probably what I like more than his game is his personality. Mm-hmm. And I remember yeah. in the award ceremony at the end, Felix had some really nice things to say about him as a person. You could tell mm-hmm. in Mateo's kind of thank you speech, how thoughtful he was. He seemed to be a very nice, humble guy. So he may be one of these new guys that I'll follow uh, coming up because he did, not only does he have a really nice game, a nice big serve, some very solid ground strokes. He knows how to take care of business at the net, but he also seems to be a really quality guy as well. Absolutely. And I agree with everything that you were saying. Just seems like he's a really, really good guy, someone that you can get behind and really support, and that's always nice to nice to see when others have good things to say about you. Um, right. And so, so good on you. I have to comment though, as far as uh, Felix and his role road, if you will, to getting to the championship. Bryce, we have to talk about that match that he played against Dustin Brown. Oh my well, goodness. Well, but you know what, Isaac? I want to take it around before that, because okay, we have talked before about. Alexander Zarev, who was the number one seed, not coming <laughs> yep. through and winning the matches he's supposed to win. And, and yep. don't get me wrong, Dustin Brown is a tough out on a grass court. Yes, he is. He's got a great serve. He has great hands at the net. And if he's on, he can pretty much take the racket out of other people's hands. That's but right. this is a match that Zarev should have won. And because he was the number one seed and usually players take pride in not losing to lower-ranked players from their same country. Right. And Dustin Brown is from Germany, like Zarif is. So, first of all, props to Dustin Brown for taking out the top seed, 
Shame on Alexander Zverev for not getting the job done once again. You're making my guy look bad. And when I mean that, <laughs> if y'all remember from the intro episode, my guy is Ivan Lindell from back in the day. And Ivan Lindell is trying to get that head right on Zverev. Right. He needs to go ahead and get it right because if he doesn't know, ask Andy Murray. Ivan Lindell will be out. <laughs> that is true. That is he very will be true. out. But back to what now, you were talking about. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you want to say something? I was just going to say, though, I don't hold it too bad against Verb, only because it's always tough playing against a countryman, a country person, rather. And the fact that it's Dustin Brown on grass, who, by the way, let's not let's throw some facts out there. He has beaten Rafael Nadal not once, but twice on a grass court. Dustin Brown ain't afraid of too many folks. And so he looking as very like, look, young man, I'm, I'm not scared of you. I'm about to do my thing and I'm going to put it on you. So while I, I agree with you, he really should have dug deep and tried to get it done. But I'm not going to hold it too much against him because Dustin Brown is a tough out. God, I love his game on grass, Bryce. It's a beautiful thing. I agree. I yeah. agree, and um, and I guess my perspective is I didn't think Zeref was going to win that match anyway. Um, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but but to what you were talking about, yes, Felix and Dustin, we had two brothers on the court. Either even though you know <laughs> one is originating from Canada and one is originating from uh, Germany, that was an excellent match. Whenever yes. you have a match that's seven six six seven seven six. That, it was a lot of big serving, a lot of big shots. Uh, I was getting a little frustrated, actually, with Felix in the match because there were some opportunities where he could have really broken it open earlier, and he didn't. But I have to remember, and for the listeners, if you don't remember, Felix is 18 years old. And I was thinking, I could not imagine talk. I mean, playing at this level against this quality of a of opponent when I was 18 years old. Right. It's just unheard of. I mean, he is making a statement, and I'm just proud of him. The fact that he was able to battle and get through that match, because I believe, wasn't Dustin serving at 5-3 or 5-4 in the third? Didn't he get broken? He, he did. Felix broke him in that game, and that, that was a great, great move. Um, I was... I was very surprised that Dustin let that one slip through his fingers. He he had that yeah. one locked up as far as I'm concerned. I completely agree. Completely agree, but kudos to Felix. I mean, gaining momentum. Unfortunately, he didn't get it done in the finals, which, you know, some may be concerned. I am not that concerned because I know at this point, I believe he's like 0-3 or 0-4 in finals, but I'm not concerned. The fact that, again, he is 18 and he is making – really, really strong finals, big finals, hey, he is going to get over over the hurdle in these in one of these next coming and you know tournaments. He will get one under his belt and then I think that will just open the doors even wider for him to do bigger and better things on the tour. But I don't I don't think there is cause to be concerned right now. I don't think there's any cause to be concerned, but I will tell you something I was a little disappointed in. I was disappointed that he got a walkover from Rionic in the semifinals yeah. because yes. I really wanted to see that matchup because Rionic is the highest ranked player from Canada. And so right. here's yes. like you were talking about Dustin and Zareff, the whole countryman type matchup. Mm-hmm. We would have had the same situation here and I really wanted to see how that was gonna play out. 
FAA was going to take out Rayomis because quietly Shapovalov has, ta- has taken out Milos. So so FAA ain't scared of him. He he'd take him out. He'd be like, look, <laughs> I ain't scared of you, friend. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> just Isaac's thought. I'm sorry. I don't mean to clown you, me, Lois, because I do actually like you in your game. But yes, you are the third Canadian on my list if uh, if I had to rank him. And he, is, and he is a little stranger. So, um, yeah. right. <laughs> so, Isaac, thank so, you for taking us through the tournaments from last week. Let's take yeah, a brother. quick look at we have four tournaments going on this week. We have two on the men's yes. side, and we have two on the women's side. So right. let's take a look at the women's two tournaments first. And the first one we have is actually a fairly new tournament in Mallorca, Spain. Yeah. The, the yes. home of Rafael Nadal, uh, giving him a place to practice prior to Wimbledon. But um, this tournament is actually a, a pretty good tournament in terms of some decent names. You have Angelique Kerber, you have Belinda Bencic, uh, you have... Uh, Amanda Anasimova, Sof- Sophia Kennan, Andrea Pekovic, Elise Mertens, and even uh, Sevastova as the second seed. So, oh, and let me not forget Caroline Garcia, who just won- we spoke about winning a tournament from last week. So That's right. I'm just going to go out there immediately and say I am really looking forward to the second round matchup that we have after today's first round results. We have a matchup between Angelique Kerber, who is a Wimbledon champion, but has been kind of on the lower side of her game recently, playing against Maria Sharapova, who is also a Wimbledon champion, who has great results on grass, and honestly, she's looking pretty good. Yeah, I have to agree with you, Bryce. I saw the match, and you know that Kuzmova, who who played a really strong that first set, but uh, Maria was like, <laughs> "You look hungry." <laughs> 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 yes, sir. Served her up. Served her up. So Maria must be confident again. Anytime you serve up somebody, it's always a, a very very strong uh, indicator that you are on top of your game. So I I think that match is going to be fantastic. Anytime you get Sharapova against Kerber, that's a, that's a good matchup right there. So I'm excited. That's a popcorn match. <laughs> that is a popcorn match. Maria won that match today, 7-6-6-0, served up a bagel. And yes. the winner of that match quite likely will face Caroline Garcia in the next round. That's right. And she, boy, talk about a, a, a tough one, a tough match there. I mean, she was playing, I believe, Azarenka, right, in the first round? Yes. Yeah, and, and I mean, yeah, go ahead, Bryce. I'll let you comment. And and Azarenka came out and fed Garcia, gave her a breadstick right. in the first one. I'm right. telling you what, people must be thinking people are real hungry on a professional tennis <laughs> tour right now because people are getting fed left and right. But props left to Garcia right. because she came back and won that match today, six four seven five in the second and the third. Yes, she did. I mean, that goes to confidence, man. When you come off of just winning a title in the fashion that she did, again, having to play a semis in one day and a final, getting that getting that championship, and then you come off having to play Azarenka, yeah, you're confident if you, you can come back and snatch that in three. Good on you, Caroline. Really good. And so if we continue on with the draw, and I, and I know we don't typically go to this level of detail, but even the winner of that match, then will most likely face either 
Belinda Benchich, who has been one of the hottest women players on tour this year, or Anna Samova, who was just a semifinalist at the French Open. Right, right. I mean, I honestly, Bryce, I am hoping those two meet up because I really want to see how their games play against one another. You've got Anna Samova who has kind of those hard, flat ground strokes. You've got benches that just kind of massages the ball, moves it around. I think it will be an exciting match if those two play one another. It, that one could be really, really good. Yeah. Right. And, and to me, that's where all the action is. It's in the top half of this draw. I mean, the bottom half of this draw has Kennan and Mertens and Sevastova and Homie the Clown and everybody else. But <laughs> I think my prediction is that the winner of this tournament is going to come from the top half of this draw. I 100% agree with that statement. Yes, the second, the bottom half is simply cake. <laughs> <laughs> and they go get drove, whoever comes out of it in the final. So I'm right there with you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's move over to the other tournament for the women, which is in Birmingham. And I tell you what, this tournament is just loaded with diamonds. Yes. Today, there was a, a very enlightening match for me personally. And, and, and before I talk about it, let me just give you some of the names that are in this tournament. You have the number one player in the world with Osaka. We have Svetlana. You have Joanna Conta, who is really killing it right now on the tour. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Sabalenka. You have Carolina Pliskova. Venus Williams, the queen. And our French Open champion, Ash Barty. Now. Those are just some of the, na- the the bigger names that are in the tournament. But let's talk about some of these matchups. And the first matchup I want to talk about was a first-round match today of Osaka versus Maria Sakari from Greece. And yes. Osaka pulled it out in three sets, but I'm going to step out here on a ledge, and I'm going to make a very, very, very bold prediction. And that prediction is that Naomi Osaka will be back in Japan before championship weekend at Wimbledon. (laughs) So explain that comment to me, Bryce. Look, Naomi may, for anybody out there that's thinking Naomi Osaka is the number one player in the world and she typically performs well in the Grand Slams, anybody who's thinking that and thinking that she's going to do something at Wimbledon, it's going to be a painful couple of weeks for you because when I watched that match, with Osaka today, one thing that I noticed very clearly is that this woman is not comfortable on grass. Right. She she looked like she was playing in sand on roller skates. And it just, (laughs) she didn't look comfortable at all. And I just started thinking about all the women on the tour that I can, can imagine that play very well on grass. Venus and Serena, uh, Ash Barty. Let me tell this will tell you how, what level of confidence I have in Osaka on grass. If Madison Keys ends up in Osaka's section of the draw, she is going to beat the crap out of Osaka. <laughs> That's a bold statement. That's big, especially coming from you. Because you, you and Madison, there's turmoil there. So for you to give her a nod over anyone... That is pretty if, major, my friend. <laughs> if Madison Keys sees Osaka in her second of the draw, or in her section of the draw, 
she's going to tape up her ankles before she does her happy dance because she is going to be excited. <laughs> she is going to be real excited. I so, honestly do not disagree with you on that with Bryce because, I, like I said, first of all, Madison Keys is great on grass. And secondly, like you just said, she, Osaka does not look comfortable on grass. So I, I agree with you that I don't know that, that she's going to have that great of a grass court season. But at the same time, she's number one player in the world, and she's got a lot of confidence and a lot of fight in her. So I, I don't know that she's going to go out to a nobody, put it that way. That, that's my statement on Osaka, but I'll hand it back to you. <laughs> well, no, and, and, and I do think she'll beat probably anybody ranked below 50, but it'll start getting <laughs> right. tight with her or whoever's ranked number 49. Um, <laughs> now, for the top half of this draw, honestly, because Safitalina lost today, she, uh, I really think Joanna Conta is going to make it to the finals on, on the top half of the draw. I don't really see anybody else. I mean, she has to play Ostapenko next, but Grass isn't really Ostapenko's thing either. Right. So yep. I think she's going to be the one that makes it to the finals up top. Do you see anybody else that presents a challenge to her in the top Funny half enough. of the draw? Yeah. Funny enough, my semi was going to be uh, Osaka versus Conta. So I agree with you. I know that you don't think Osaka will get that far, but I agree with you. I think that that will be the semi, and I think Kanta will actually take out Osaka and make the final. Well, I don't know. I don't disagree with you there. I, I, can, I can see her getting to the semis of this tournament. She ain't getting to the semis of Wimbledon. But this, <laughs> right. this tournament, because she's got busters in her quarter, I, I can see her getting to the semifinals, but I would expect for Kanta to win that match in straight sets, That's as a right. matter of fact. Now, yeah, I agree, yeah. Now, in the second half of the, the draw, this is where it's a little more interesting to me. Now, in Carolina Pliskova's quarter, I expect for her to make it to the semis. I really don't see anybody uh, messing with her there. But let me tell you what. Down here in this bottom quarter, where you, oh, could, yeah. put, where you could potentially have a quarterfinal matchup between the Queen, Venus Williams, yep. and Ash yep. Barty, Popcorn yes. match. <laughs> that is straight up popcorn because you've got the queen, like you said, against Ash, who arguably I would feel like this would be her best service given her variety and all the slicing that she can do. To me, that is an incredible quarter. I, I really hope that it happens. Yeah. So, so Isaac, who do you see in the finals? So, who I said was going to make the final was it was going to be Kanta versus the Queen, Venus. Because I do believe that while Ash has a great ga ga great game on grass, I think that Venus playing this warm-up tournament to me just is, is it speaks to her mindset and it speaks to how, how she wants to do well on grass. And I really believe that she will be able to get, back, get past Ash Barty. So that's my prediction is, is uh, for the final. What about you? Who are you thinking is going to come out of there? You know what? I really do like that prediction, and I agree with you. I think Venus playing this tournament is a, a true sign of commitment to wanting to do well in this grass court season. She lost in the first round of the French and really didn't play much prior to that. So I think she knows she has – she's got to get some matches underneath her belt. And if uh, – I'm telling you, that Barty match – 
as much as I want Venus to win that match, and I think she can win that match, you have to imagine that Barney's confidence is sky high right now. And yeah, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Barney won that match either. But I, I really think um, I got to give that one a 50-50, honestly. My heart is with Venus, but my brain is a little bit with Barney. Well, and the only reason, Bryce, you have to also keep in mind, she just won her first Grand Slam. And you know there's always that 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 hangover, if you will, once you once you win a Grand Slam because you got all that media attention, you got all the extra stuff that you now have to do as a Grand Slam champion. I just don't know that she will have rebounded completely from winning the French Open to be able to take on someone like Venus on grass. I, I just, I for me, I, I give it about a 75-25 in Venus's favor. Well, I'm going to give you a different perspective. Yep. My perspective is that Barty might not even make it to Venus. Because <laughs> if true. you didn't notice, in her first round match tomorrow, she is playing Donna Vekic, who lost mm. in the, the finals of the tournament last week to Caroline Garcia. Now, that's right. If while you talk about the pressure that's on Barty having won the French Open, you'd have to imagine that Vekic is Vekic is really, really motivated right now after that hard loss in that final. There's probably nothing that she wants to do more than to get out on that court and to notch a win. So she clearly can play on grass. So that might be a little bit of a popcorn match as well. It may not be a popcorn match. It may be like a planter's peanuts match. But it'll be... (laughs) You'll want to have something popping in your mouth during that match just as well. Absolutely. I agree with you, man. I agree with you. And and uh, I think that's a great point that you brought up because, yeah, Vekic is definitely going to be – she's going to want to rebound from that championship loss because, again, when you have something that's right in your hands and, and you let it go, that's very disappointing and you want to quickly be able to rebound and get that good feeling back. So, yeah, I good points. Great points. Great points. Great points. All right. So let's jump over to the men and see what yes. they've got going on this week. And we're going to start with the first tournament in London, Queen's Club. And once again, we have CeCe Pass, who is the top seed. So he has right. an opportunity uh, to win another tournament. But I'm going to say something about this tournament versus the one he's in, he was in last week, which he didn't even make it to <laughs> the quarterfinals. <laughs> he's got some... There are some players in this tournament. And just yes, to give sir. you some of the names, in addition to CeCe Pass, you have Kevin Anderson is back, and we know that he's made it to the Wimbledon Finals, right, before? That's right. Yes, he did. Absolutely. We have Stan Varbrinka. Now, we know Grass has not typically been a thing, but he's a battler. Medvedev, yes. who is dangerous on every surface. Uh, I'm a new fan of Schwartzman, and I give him a chance in almost any match. Uh, Chilich, yes. who has more than proven himself on grass in the past. Right. Rionic can always be dangerous with that serve. Del Potro, we always know he's dangerous. We have our boy yes. Felix. I mean, the, the up-and-coming 18-year-old with the big game who was just in the finals last week. First ra- You have a first-round match between Kyrgios and Manorino, who just won a tournament last week. Uh, no, right? Right. And then yeah. let's not forget that CC Pass in his first round match has Kyle Edmund, who is the top player from England. 
and can definitely play on the grass. That's exactly right. I mean, Bryce, that tournament has some fantastic names and matchups. I mean, there's just great, great potential at that Queens tournament. So good. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm already got, I already got my bags of popcorn ready. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, Isaac, let's just kind of cut to the chase. Who do you think is going to make it to the finals in this tour, in this tournament? Yeah, Bryce, I tell you what, man, this is such a tough one. And once again, it's all about my wild card, which is Nick Curios, which Nick is going to show up. Because I feel like if the true Nick shows up, I honestly feel like it will be him versus Del Potro in the semifinal, uh, fighting it out to make the final. Um, I On the other side, I, I'm kind of giving a nod to Chilich only because he does play so well on the grass, and he just, to me, is not one who is going to bow down to anybody. So I feel like Chilich is going to try and make it on that one side of the draw. And really, I feel like it, it's between, you know, Del Potro, because he can play on grass. Del Potro does like his grass. And I think Nick, if he brings, if it's the true Nick, and if I have to pick one or the other, I'm just going to go ahead and go out on the limb and say, I think it will be Del Potro versus Chilich. What okay. about you? Who do you think is going to make that final? It's funny because I'm in total agreement with you from the bottom half of the draw. I think it will be Chilich. Okay. I think he's mm -hmm. he shows that he performs on the surface every year. And honestly, I don't see anybody that he can't take out in the bottom half. Kevin Anderson is just now coming back from injury, so I don't think he's in top form. So I don't think he can fully challenge Chilich. But in the top right. half, I you know what? I'm going to say something a little different. Okay. I'm going to probably go with CeCe Pass. Now, I know he burned me last week, and, and man, <laughs> don't have me out in these streets looking crazy this week. But <laughs> I just have a feeling that because he lost early last week, he's going to be really motivated this week. And Kyrgios, even though he's another one of these players that we say if he's on, he can absolutely take the racket out of anybody's hands. Mm -hmm. Something ain't right with Nick in the head right now. And I think until he gets leveled out mentally, I don't think he's ready. And unfortunately, I wouldn't be surprised if he lost in the first round to Manorino. I, I, you know, I, I, I can't disagree with that only because you just never know which Nick you're going to find. So it's like if it's not the top Nick, then you're absolutely right. He will go out the first round. It's, right. He's just that up and down. So I agree with you on that front. And actually, my dark horse, if CeCe Pass doesn't make it to the finals, is going to be Felix Ajer Aliassim. A lot of the, a lot, for a lot of the same reasons as I think Donna Vekic may do well. Hmm. I think he okay. is going to be feeling a little disappointed in terms of how last week ended in the finals. And I think he's going to really come out there and try to take it one step further. Now, granted, I think he's going to have a tougher road, but he's got the game. He's young. He still has fresh legs. Uh, I think he will. He has the potential to make it to the finals. Del Poto, I can never count him out. I'm not really sure where he's at with his game right now, but let's just say I wouldn't be surprised if even he makes it to the finals. So if I have to go out on a limb, I'm still going to rock with CeCe Pass. But if he burns me again, I'm done with him. 
<laughs> I, that's fair. That's fair. I, you stick, yeah, stick with your dude. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You know me. I've been a Del Potro fan forever, and I know I just love him on grass. And so I, I think he's going to be a tough out, even though he may not be in his top form just yet. It, it's going to take some a big effort to take him out. And, you, and who knows? CC Boss may be the one to be able to do that. Maybe. It's going to be a good win regardless. <laughs> yes, it will be. Some really good matches this week. So let's go ahead yes. and jump over to the last tournament we have for the men this week, and that is the one in Holly, Germany. Uh, this yes. is the tournament where the king is at, and once again, the king for us is Roger Federer. And Ooh. not only is Roger here, Roger is a nine-time winner of this tournament. He is looking to become nine. a 10-time winner so he can enter that double-digit category that Raphael has entered <laughs> in a couple of tournaments. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's talk about who else is in the tournament. We have Federer. We have my guy, Joe Willifried Sanga. We have um, Korch, who is the defending champion, actually, here. He beat Federer in the finals last year. We have Gael Monfils. We have your boy, Karen Hatchinoff. And we have Alexander Zarev as the number two seed, though. There, you know, like they say, there goes that man. You sound so excited. <laughs> we don't really know what he's doing, but there goes that man. Um, there goes that man. <laughs> so we already know from today's first round results that we're going to have a Federer Sanga next round match. And that just, I just really hate that they're meeting in the second round of this tournament. I love both of these guys. And, and Sanga is a definite threat to Federer on grass. Yes, he is. Remember, he took out Federer at Wimbledon, having been down two sets to love, and he mounted that comeback. And unfortunately, Federer didn't adjust and ended up getting jolly whopped. <laughs> that so. he did. But what I'm hoping is going to happen is that Sanga is on the road back from injury. So although he is playing well, he's not, you know, to his A game yet. Um, so I'm hoping that Roger will be able to take advantage of that a little bit. And I think he will. I absolutely think Roger will. I think he had a tough one against John Millman today. Still got through it in straight sets. He looks good. I think just mentally, he's just trying to get his footing and get himself right. I, I honestly feel like he's going to he's going to go straight sets against Sanga. Even though Sanga has played on grass and, and, and puts up a fight, I, I do feel like Federer will be able. He's going to go into that match serious. Because you know anybody that has taken him out on grass, he ain't trying to play with them. So he's going to go in and his mental's going to be right. And he's going to be like, yo, Joe, you know, I'm cool with you, but I'm going to have to smack you down on this one. So uh, <laughs> Right. <laughs> now, I know a lot of people are probably looking at the semifinals being a rebatch of last year's final, which would have been Federer against Courage. But I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to go out here on a ledge again and say, I think Cork is going to be upset, and the person that I think is going to take him out in the quarterfinals is going to be Pierre Herbert. And do. I do. Speak on and, it. And the reason being is because I really like the way his game is looking. I think his game is far more suited towards grass than Cork's game is. And Absolutely. He, 
he had a very nice first round round win with that upset of Gael Monfils. Yeah, and once again, when you talk about countrymen, it's just you just never know. And you're exactly right. He looked comfortable out there. His game is just well suited. He has a big serve, nice slice, knows how to get to the net, enjoys being at the net. So yeah, he it's he's going to be a tough out. And I absolutely agree with you. I think he does have the potential to upset Churich in that uh, uh, when they when they if, if and when they face one another. I think that's definitely going to be a good matchup. So. Uh, so, yeah, good good call on that one, Bryce. I like it. Well, and I want to jump down to my favorite quarter in this draw, and that is in the bottom yeah. half. And you yeah. have Berrettinini, who won the tournament yes. last week. We just talked about him. Playing against his countryman, Seppi, who has always been somewhat dangerous on grass. He He's come through this tournament by way of qualifying. But we know that countryman thing we keep talking about. That can be an interesting match, even though I expect Berrettinini to win that. And then you have that winner will play the winner of Struth and Hatchinoff. And I'm yes. telling you what, Struth right now is playing some of the best tennis on the men's tour of anybody right now. I have and, to agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. I honestly feel like as much as Karen Hatchinoff is my boy and how much I really want him to win, if he goes against Struth, I feel like he's going to take that L because Struth is, is a big boy, hits a big ball, and he is confident. And I'm trying to tell you, there's not much that can get in front of that. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he playing some great ball, Bryce. Yes, he is. Sure. And, and, and whoever comes out of that, I think will make it to the finals because – then we have the cake quarter, which is go find, you know, go find. He's he's good. He's consistent. He tries hard, but you know, I, I don't expect <laughs> for him to make it to the finals. Um, Alba, he's really more of a clay court player, so I don't know that right. this is as much of his thing. Stevie Johnson, uh, you know, he does well on grass. I've never really been impressed with him. He has a very one dimensional game, and I'm surprised that he doesn't take more beatdowns than he does. But uh, he may get a win in his next in his next match because he is playing Alexander Zarev, and we know <laughs> if we know if anybody can crumble, it is Alexander Zarev. So, um, like I said, out of that quarter with Berrettini and Hatchinoff and Struth, I think whoever comes through there will probably make it through to the finals. I I I, I have to agree with you. I will say. Stevie, if you're listening, I love your game. I think you're all right, brother. So you keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> I think you need to tighten up that backhand personally. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I understand. Well, and that's the thing. On, on, this, on this surface, though, the fact that that sliced backhand that he has, it stays low to the court. I think on this surface, He's very, very dangerous on that side. So I agree with you. He definitely has some work to do with his two-hander. And actually, he's not now starting to kind of hit one-handed, one-handed passes, which is pretty interesting. But yeah, I, Stevie, just you're going to be all right. So I'm yeah. still in your corner, brother. You keep it up. Yeah, he figured we might as <laughs> well try something else at this point. So, <laughs> so I'm assuming that we're saying the winner of that quarter meaning of Beric Tadini, Seppi, Struth, and Hatchinoff will be facing the King in the finals? 
Yes, yes, that that is absolutely what uh, what I think we are saying. Because, and I don't think Rogers to be stopped. Like I said, I, I really think that he's re- ready to get into the double digit club. He needs to, you know, tie Rafa again. It's all about the goat and all about that discussion. So he needs to have a tournament where he's won it, um, you know, ten times or more. And I think this is a great opportunity for him to make that happen. So he needs to just get it done. And I honestly feel like he will. What are your thoughts on that, bro? I totally agree with you. I think, look, I think the clay court season that he just played, believe it or not, just gave him a boost of confidence. Him making it to the semifinals of the French Open after having not played for years, and then anyone will tell you there is no shame in losing at the French Open to Rafael Nadal. (laughs) Uh, He doesn't feel bad about that, not one bit. So, He's feeling like if I can produce the type of tennis I just did on clay, we're now on my favorite surface. I'm really to put some things on some people right about now. That's exactly right. And honestly, his comment was, I lost to the greatest player on clay. So there's nothing to be ashamed about. So that being said, I think his mindset is perfect going into the grass court season. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for Federer and I expect him to get it done in this tournament. And, and, and Bryce, speaking of not having played a surface in a while or not having done something in a while, let's go <laughs> ahead and slide right into our hot topic because, to me, we have to talk about this. Venus Williams, I don't know how many years it's been. I don't even know that it happened. But she is actually playing a warm-up tournament prior to Wimbledon. I mean, Bryce, we have to talk about this because the Queen has never at least if she has, it's been so long ago that I don't remember her actually playing a tournament prior to Wimbledon. And the well, fact that she's playing and she entered the doubles draw, I mean, Bryce, talk to me. What do you think that indicates about the Queen? Well, I tell you what, and we mentioned this earlier when we were talking about the tournament draw. I think her doing all of this just really is emphasizing the commitment she has to doing well on the grass courts. Uh, this season. Now, Venus has played a warm-up tournament before Wimbledon, I believe, four times in her career. And okay. so, but, you know, her career is 20-some years, right? So it's not right, a, right. a common occurrence for her to do that. Uh, I think her playing doubles in this tournament as well, and especially not with Serena, we've rarely seen her not play with Serena, I think that that probably had a little kind of tournament nudging going on. And what I mean by that is, for people that aren't aware, Venus did not originally make the decision to enter this tournament. She she made the decision at, a, at the last minute, so she had to be awarded a wild card to get in. Uh, a wild card means the tournament normally has maybe two spots in the main draw that they, res- they reserve to give to players that they deem they want to put in the draw. And it can be for any reason. It could be because they are a player from that country and they want to support their hometown folk. It can be because they're a legend like a Federer or a Venus that made a decision at the last minute to enter. And so, you know, they want to slide them in. Obviously, it helps the tournament because it helps them boost ticket sales and, and the draw to the tournament. But... Venus, this is obviously a last-minute decision that she made. And I think what probably happened is when the tournament decided to give her the wild card, they said, hey, look, 
we had this up and coming player. Uh, I don't remember her first name, but her last name is Dark. And they probably asked Venus, hey, would you mind playing doubles with her? We'd appreciate it in exchange for us giving you this wild card. And Venus was probably like, you know what? I need to be out there and get some more balls hit before Wimbledon. Sure. No problem. So I think it was probably something to do with that. But I love the fact that she's out there. I did watch most of the doubles match. And although they lost a very tight match in the third set, Venus played pretty well, so I like the way she's looking. Um, I think how she does in this tournament can 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 give her a real boost going into Wimbledon. And uh, I think of all the Grand Slams throughout the year, we always feel that if Venus is going to have a chance to win or do very well in one, Wimbledon is the one that she has the best chance. And her game is right. best suited to that surface and we know that because she's won the tournament five times that's right that's right yeah and i and and bryce i for me i i see so many positives with this decision um for me i i could honestly care less who she played doubles with the fact that she was out there trying to get reps trying to be in a competitive environment so that she can sure up her game and get ready for wimbledon to me that to me is just a wonderful wonderful thing because, you know, as I kind of mentioned on one of the last uh, podcasts, Venus, unlike Serena, needs a bit more reps in order to get her rhythm and, and really find her groove. And I think her playing this warm-up tournament just bodes well not only for her mindset about what she wants to accomplish on grass, but for her o- overall game. I think it allows her to be able to, again, find her strokes, find her rhythm. And let me point out one really, really positive thing that I noticed when she uh, went out and played her doubles match. Venus did not have any taping on. She didn't have anything on her shoulder. She went out and she went after her first serve. The first serve that she went that she that, that she uh, uh, went after. I, I don't know the speed of it, but it looked like old Venus. She went out there and 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 just went into attack mode. So for me, all fantastic signs for her. I think she's in the right mental state, and I really really believe that she is is going to gain a lot by playing this particular warm-up tournament and going into Wimbledon. My only prayer is she's going to have a favorable draw. We'll see how that whole thing goes at Wimbledon. But right now, I am just very, very excited with what the, the decision-making, if you will, on Venus Williams' part. I just think it's phenomenal. So right. anyway, Bryce, any other closing statements on that one? I would just add that I think there's one more kind of concept that's at play here, and that is, Mm-hmm. Venus has to see that she has more of her playing days behind her than in front of her now. And right. Wimbledon being the Grand Slam that she has the best chance at doing well at, she may only be playing this tournament two more times this year or next yeah. year. Yeah. Because as right. we've guessed, maybe at the end of next year after the Olympics, we're not sure if we're going to see Venus, Serena, or Roger. That's after, exactly right. Or, or at least after that U.S. Open, right? So right. she's probably thinking, well, if I'm going to do something, I need to kind of get my ducks in a row and really try to make it happen this year or next year. And if she's feeling decent and she's feeling good, we know she has a new coach. Uh, we've already seen in some of her previous matches that she's employing some new strategies. Uh, you know, throwing in some loopers instead of just the hard ground strokes all the time, trying to come into the net more, using more angles. 
I think she is really trying to give it her all, and I am absolutely wishing her the best. Absolutely. Yes, Venus. Queen, Queen, from Brothers on Tennis, sweetie, we want to wish you all the best. You stay in there, you keep fighting, and you do all that you can do because you represent us proud, and we love you a lot. Do it, Vic. Bryce. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Hey, man, we have covered a lot, a lot. Grass court tennis. I'm excited. I love it. I love it. And I'm so happy that we are able to speak on it. Brothers on Tennis coming at you. My friend, I'm going to turn it over to you for any closing thoughts. Well, it's so funny, listeners. Isaac and I talked before this show. and We said, ah, let's try to keep this show to about 30 minutes. And I'm looking at this is running at about 55 minutes right now. So... Y'all may just have to get used to buckling up and sitting down and listening to it for a while. Because <laughs> clearly, we can't handle the 30-minute thing very well. Uh, no, we cannot. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I am not going to try to shorten the show and not cover something I think we do need to talk about. And Isaac, we want to highlight uh, an accomplishment that has recently happened with someone that we are a big fan of. You want to tell our listeners about that? Absolutely. And on this show, Brothers on Tennis, we always have to make sure that we are representing our sisters and brothers in tennis. And so the big thing that we want to do or the shout out that we want to make is to Chanda Rubin. Chanda received the Shining Star Award from the Harlem Junior Tennis and Education Program in New York. And I mean, that is phenomenal. Anytime that we are giving back to our youth and really helping them to really appreciate this game of tennis, it's just a phenomenal thing. So from Brothers on Tennis Chanda, we want to throw that shout out to you to say congratulations on winning that award. You keep doing what you're doing because you are making all of us proud and we appreciate what you are bringing to the sport of tennis. You go, girl. Absolutely, and we got that Louisiana love for you. Uh, we've seen you a couple of times in the last year, so we hope to see you at the U.S. Open this year. Don't act like you don't know us now. Uh, so, <laughs> so we are hoping to see you in a couple of months. But good work, Shonda. We're very proud of you. So with That's that, awesome. we are going to go ahead and wrap up the show. We thank you for listening. We want to once again encourage you to Go out there and to become a part of our online family. We are out there on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and even on YouTube, we have a channel. And our handle on all of those platforms is Brothers on Tennis. And that is spelled B-R-U-T-H-A-S on Tennis. So get out there, follow us, give us a like, and tell us that, you know what? We like what you're doing. Oh, we don't like what you're doing. Just give us some feedback and let us know how you're enjoying the show. So That's right. With that, this is your boy Bryce. And this is your boy Isaac. And we are Brothers on Tennis. Have a good one, all. <laughs>